0: Don't you forget? It. Conversation anyway. Anyways, do you know um, there's probably only one other family that I hate more than the Currys, and that's the Burns family. Who? The Burns family. Who's that? From Meet the Parents. Is that De Niro? That's De Niro. You De hate De Niro. them that much?
1: I Wait, don't think I think I'd hate the balls more than the Curries. Hear me out. The balls were
0: all a publicity stunt.
1: Wait, I don't think I don't hate the Curries. Do you hate the Curries? I hate them with a passion. Really? Yes. Why? They're great players. Who names their kid Wardell? Well, obviously that was a mistake, and that's why he doesn't go by Wardell. Who names their kids Seth? Is that short for something?
0: Probably Sethin, and there Seth- couldn't be a Sethin and a Stefan. Sethard. What do we watch? Uh, meet the parents. Why did we watch it? Because Google told us to. <sighs> that's not true. For everyone that's sitting at home and listening to us a million miles away,
1: written in the stars, or in their cars driving on the left-hand side of the road, because we're international. Do we have that big outreach? You said a million miles away. (laughs) They
0: weren't supposed to know. All right. Yes. Does a million miles go around the Earth? 100%.
1: Like, several times. What is the circumference of the Earth? Uh, probably like 500,000 miles.
0: Siri, what is the circumference of the earth?
1: Siri has failed me once again. This is why you
0: should never buy Apple products, only Android. <laughs> ask, ask her again. What is the circumference of the earth? She had stage fright. It is twenty four. 1,901 miles.
1: I was pretty close. I said 500,000 miles. 24, wait, what was it? 24,000? 24, 24,901. I was way off. A million miles away. That is. That would be like back at your spot, but a couple of revolutions.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, okay. So like. It's only the immediate people. Oh, fuck. That's high level. I didn't think about that. Did you like it? Did you like Meet the Parents? I did. Have you seen it before? Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. I saw it when I was probably like kid.
0: I know that when I told you and we picked this, you were kind of like,
1: uh. I was apprehensive for sure.
0: And I feel like the only thing that is gonna help us get better at producing content for this show is expanding our range.
1: I agree with that. Of movies. And it's. I also like how, for at least this particular one, it wasn't either of our choices. You know, so it was like, yeah, both of us probably didn't super want to do it. But then we started doing it, and it's like, hey, this guy's all right. It's kind of fun. I know. When I came in and I saw you, you were like, "No, I was surprised by the writing. Yeah. Like, I grew up watching Ben Stiller movies like that, you know? And a lot of those movies I don't really revisit because I watched them, like, in my childhood. And some of those it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not really the vibe, you know? Unless it's like movies you love growing up, and that one was just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of funny. But if it's on like cable or something, I'd maybe catch a, a few scenes. But
0: to be honest, I was surprised that this was a Dream's
1: work. Ugh. I was surprised it was a DreamWorks movie. Yeah, when that uh, rolled in the beginning, I was I also thought like, oh wow, okay, I didn't know that. And it's not like I know every DreamWorks movie, but like. You're not thinking Meet the Parents, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, and then also, like, it's a Randy Newman music production.
1: That floored me. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, of course it fucking is. You
0: get introduced to DreamWorks and then Randy Newman, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know this was Toy Story. I was like, is this about to slap? But you know what?
1: Toy Story is made by Pixar, so no. <laughs> We're halfway there. If Ben Stiller was in Toy Story, who would he voice? Um.
0: You remember in Toy Story 2, that penguin that was, like, up on the shelf? Squeaker? Squeaky? Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to play with me. <laughs>
1: that's what he would be shit yeah i what? think he'd be a good mr potato head it's a different character but i think he'd be a good i'm going
0: to say Boy. like the starting 5 for toy story is
1: untouchable oh yeah and mr potato head's there i'm not saying he'd be better i'm just saying i'd like to see ben stiller as him or rex rex would be good the dinosaur yeah what's funny about meet the parents um is how ben stiller is kind of a straight man in it yeah i mean he really plays that straight man part and also he
0: there's nothing like i know it's supposed to be a comedy but there's nothing nothing like super comedic about his performance no it's all situational it's all situational and i feel like it's it is really funneled towards Robert De Niro and how he just backhandedly comments every single
1: thing. I think what's also interesting about that with Robert De Niro is out of context. Like if you don't know who Robert De Niro is or his work and you watch that, you don't get that same entertainment from watching De Niro's performance. Cause you're like, here's a guy who has always played the straight man. He's always the cool guy and here's his like comedic debut. And for people to see that and know his work until then, it's like holy shit, like is like pretty damn good. Yeah, like I pretty mean, funny for We're, we're going it's what?
0: Totally out of character. We got I mean a plethora of them, but we're going like taxi driver, Cape Fear, Goodfellas, Goodfellas Heat, Heat.
1: Classics, right? And then he's
0: just, yeah, he's pulling up from half court everywhere and draining them. Fucking Godfather Part Two, and then just
1: was is like, hey, meet the parents. I'm a I'm a stepdad. I'm a shitty stepdad, that's, and it's like, holy shit, this is hilarious. That's me. But that's gonna that's got to be lost on so many people, you know, especially like a younger younger generation people watching it today they won't get the same thing but i think that's pretty funny how a lot of the comedy of that is just the situation of the actor playing the role it's not necessarily the role itself if you have anyone else play that you know it's like the the dad the stepdad is just kind of an asshole
0: yeah it you're right it really is like a. We're aiming this at everyone who knows what Robert De Niro's rapport is, mm-hmm. and then making him a comedic star.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind it's, of a interesting. It's all off of him just being one-liners off of awkward scenarios. Yeah, and just, like, shady looks and, like, glances, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they wrote the role for him, or if they just found, like, found him. As like the perfect role.
0: I think that as the show goes on, we'll be better at doing research for stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think IMDB, like the trivia section, oh. a lot of great facts. Mm-hmm. I love reading that stuff after I watch a movie. Oh, yeah. Didn't do that with this one.
0: No. Okay, so I have some questions for you. Shoot. Um I just want to say that you kind of, like, get into this film. We talked about DreamWorks. We talked about the Randy Newman music production. Immediately we go into the whole male nurse thing, like, catheter on an old man, right? I would say that although I found this movie pretty funny and I found it, like, Good situational comedy, awkward. It's very two thousands. Mm-hmm. The amount of male nurse jokes in this, yeah. is just unreal. It gets
1: tiring. It does. Like even at first, like I laugh because it's bullshit. I yeah. don't laugh that. I don't laugh at him that he's a male nurse. No, I'm laughing because it's like are you really shitting on someone for being a nurse in like a position, like just based off their gender? Yeah. And it's not just like goody two shoes, like me saying like, Oh, that's not okay. So I should laugh at that or that I should not laugh at that. It's me just being like, it's just not like funny. I mean, there's a point in the
0: movie where he, I think it's, the first time we're introduced to Pam's um, sister who's getting married which is supposed to be the whole like thing and she doesn't wake him up and he comes out late to everybody and probably the most cringe quote of the entire movie is when he walks out and they're like looks like someone had a visit from the hair fairy Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I Oh, all I could do this entire movie was just think about how I would respond to every single human in that family. What would you say to that? I, I would probably be speechless and I'd be, probably just
1: be like, uh, yeah, that's probably what I'd say. <laughs> hey, come on. What the fuck are you supposed to, what are you supposed to say to that? The The hair fairy. The hair fairy. <laughs>
0: Anyways, to get to my point on this is when he's sitting down and he's talking Mm -hmm. to everybody at that breakfast table and Dr. fucking Larry is there, what a doucher. That guy aggravates me too. He's talking to him about why he decided to be a nurse and how he actually had good test scores and, like, he just wanted more of a range. He didn't want to get stuck into, like, one field and they just like
1: cut him off, and you're they just don't like, care. "Whoa!" Yeah, it's just so disrespectful. Not only is it that making fun of his profession, but the like reasoning behind it.
0: Yeah, I thought he, I thought he gave a great description.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, he's doing it because he wants to, not because he doesn't feel adequate, you know, or for any other BS reason. And they don't, they just don't care. Not one fucking bit. It's ridiculous. But yeah, dude, I was—I got tired of the jokes at the end. Yeah, and I, I would I like, say... Maybe male, that's how they were supposed to make you feel. Male nurse joke
0: gags very early 2000s.
1: Yeah. Doesn't hold up.
0: No. Aged poorly. Smoking cigs real quick. This man... I felt so bad for him this entire movie. Because, you know... I have definitely been there with a nicotine addiction, like, post Crohn's disease and having to really, like, stop smoking nicotine. I can only imagine how stressful this whole situation is. And he's not allowed to do anything. I honestly was praying for him when he finally found that nicotine gum. Mm-hmm. But I was like, holy shit. This dude is going to have a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And, like, props to Greg because he really didn't. Like, I would have lost my shit at this
1: family. He was doing his damnedest. But he got the gum, you know? Got the gum. Just a little bit to help. And then, like, the initial judgment, right? Just from everyone. Everything's all just initial judgment against... What's his name? Greg? Greg. So, like they meet the dad or yeah you know they all meet for the first time the dad the mom greg and pam right and then she's like before that she's like yo dad sees smoking as a sign of weakness and it's just like well right there you're like all right well we're already on the path of like being weak you know and having to worry about that and then like, his bag gets lost, Greg's. And the dad even judges him for that. For losing your bag on an airline? Yeah, it's not even his fault. And the dad's, like, throwing shade of, like, oh, yep, yeah, that's why we always carry on. And that's what Greg did. It was just a little, there was a little too much in there. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not his fault for a lot of this stuff, per se. And he just gets, like, the short end of the stick for it. This
0: movie really aggravated me. More than it made me, like, really want to like it, although I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, big red f- uh, big red flag, uh, as soon as they showed up, the daughter and dad were, like, very weird with each other. Like, I've been in the situation where, like, family members of significant others are very close and stuff. That was they were like doing handshakes and she like jumped on them and wrapped her legs around them and like Giddy. yeah it was I mean I guess they're trying to establish that whole like first daughter
1: very tight family
0: tight family very but tight like family. then you go through and you meet the brother and the sister and it's like it's almost like the dad doesn't really give a fuck about those two yeah. You know what I mean? like, mm-hmm. And Greg brings it up in the movie. He's like, if you had a, such a tight circle, how did you not see your own son, like, smoking weed all the time?
1: Yeah. Also, the... Part of me thinks that the dad knows, but he just doesn't care. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But I just feel like, how could you really get anything past him? I don't know.
0: He's a retired CIA psychological
1: analyst and I i wonder if the writers were like hey he could be like a CIA spy an ex-spy right and then I'm sure someone in the boardroom was just like well what would be worse than a CIA spy and someone was like someone who finds out if spies are double agents and they're like that's it we're going to make him that guy
0: It almost feels like they, like, made this role for a, or they wrote this for a daughter who was just, like, a single child, like an only child. And then at the end, they, Mm -hmm. like, backfilled it and was like, let's give a plot. Right. By, like, adding a brother and adding a sister who's getting married. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like they wrote 90% of this and was just, like. Let's throw this in. And we're going to have this weed-smoking brother and this sister who's basically useless. The only reason why she's here is because she's
1: getting married. Yeah, and you don't really see the relationship with this sister and her siblings, Pam and her siblings. And it's not like you need that. It's a it's a rom-com, kind of. So, like, but it it now that you mention it, it does seem kind of weird that it was like, yeah, there wasn't much going on there. No. And to be honest, like,
0: a part of me halfway through the movie was like oh yeah like I know this tale like I've watched enough movies to the point where I know like Greg's actually going to be the good guy and like the sister's husband is going to be the sleazebag and they're going to like catch him doing something sleazy and you're going to be like oh shit like Greg was actually the good guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing like that ever actually happened. It was yeah. just kind of, like...
1: I feel like we always kind of knew Greg was, like... A good guy? Kind of the good guy. And he was. He just did some stupid shit. But there w- even at the end, it was just still kind of like, yeah, but the family's... Like, the way they treated him right away was still just kind of like, God, you don't trust your daughter. You don't respect people really until you get to know them and like I just, it just throws me the wrong way talk about red flags if you're meeting possible future in-laws and that was like your first experience like what the fuck
0: oh i'd be mortified i'd, be, I'd like,
1: be like uh actually you're
0: going to your parents house this weekend yeah that's cool i actually have a business trip right like if, the if you can other make side it out of the country
1: if you can make it work with the relationship but not have any relationship with the in-laws then I think that would be the move. And some people are probably fine with that. Other people, especially people who are super tight with their family, are like, you have to love my father like your father or else we're done. And this I feel like it would be the latter for Pam.
0: This is what I was trying to tell you. This family irritates me. Yeah. He shows up. He's nothing but nice the whole time. He actually shows up with knowing like the information that he has from Pam, that his dad is like a botanist. Mm -hmm. Shows up with a rare flower. Mm -hmm.
1: That's awesome. Great
0: gift. Amazing gift. I immediately was like, that's an awesome gift.
1: And they just talked about previously how uh, Pam's brother-in-law, soon to be, gave him the perfect gift, right? Gave Jack, the dad, the perfect gift. I was like, God, I wonder what that was. And then fucking Greg comes in and does that. And I was like, wow that's a great gift talk about like topping whatever it could have been it was really cool and then Jack just just nothing you almost like throughout the movie and
0: I'm bringing this up now I've kind of realized it is that I don't know who did more damage in this movie whether it was Ben Stiller's character lying and really putting him into digging him deeper into different issues or the fact that Pam, like, like, ignorance has blessed him into the family. You know what I mean? Pam
1: did not set him up for success. That's what I'm saying. She should have been there defending him. I don't feel like he, he had to dig himself
0: into those holes Because he wasn't ready at all. And it probably would have been a situation if he was told about everything beforehand. Yeah. Like, here's the rundown. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're setting your, like, significant other up for failure if you're going into that being like, hey, mentally, I know my dad's a psychological analysis guy for the CIA, but I'm telling you he's a botanist.
1: Especially if you kind of know he's the one. You know, she even says that. Yeah. It's like, come on, help the guy out. Or, like, have a sit down, you know, after you see things are not going well. And just be like, yo, look, this is what's going on. Give Greg a break.
0: Your Honor, if I can. This family sucks.
1: Overrule Every
0: single
1: one of them sucks. By Jack. The... I feel like the mom didn't really have any opinions no, to the herself. Only, the she only, just kept it to herself, if anything. It the, was all Jack.
0: The only cool thing that I found out about the mom is while I was sitting next to my girlfriend, she likes to Google everything while we watch the movies, and she was like, uh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's wow. That really all, interesting. That kind of a no- I wow. wouldn't
1: have known that. <sighs> Little fun fact. Fun fact. You know this movie should have been called what? Meet the Jack.
0: Meet why? Because Jack, 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 Jack. Yeah, the mom. I don't
1: even know the mom's name. I don't remember anything she didn't. Mike Jack.
0: I knew a Jack Jack. Burns. I knew a Jack Burns in uh, in high school.
1: Was he a? Was he a CIA analyst? Of Of course. course. Was he gonna be? No. Didn't have it in him. God rest his soul. She did no. I I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Uh, anti pot jokes
1: outdated. Big outdated thing. Oh yeah, like they were. You know, Ben Stiller was talking about. Gosh, no, I don't smoke marijuana. and They're just all such squares about it, and it it kind of takes you out of it. You know, it dates itself in a way where you're like, oh wow, yeah, like this is, this movie's kind of old. And they're all being like really weird about it when there's psychological abuse going on. Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, if you showed up to that family and you were high, you would probably get psychosis. Oh
1: my God. You would
0: probably, like, first meeting, literally have to go to a mental hospital
1: for the rest of your life. That's probably why the sun smokes. He can't do that. He He was useless. Every,
0: I don't know how to. I mean, like, to pick apart this movie, I like obviously want to talk about good things, and but like, we've already covered it. the The brother useless. The sister in law is useless. Other than memorable scenes that we can talk about. Oh, here's something fun for you. Do you remember the mom poem? the that Robert De Niro had yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah do you think that was improvised or do you think that they kind of just gave Robert De Niro something and he had to read it firsthand without going into it because it seemed a little like awkward I couldn't tell if he was just really good at acting with that or he was just like improvising or just like they were like hey by the way you need to read this and he was just like
1: that's funny man um I like to think maybe it was written down and he had to read it. I like it even better if he wrote it.
0: His delivery with it was just, I I have it in my notes because it was just so, like, different. Okay. I don't know what it was, but it was like, to me, it was not like a multiple take thing.
1: And if they did multiple takes, I was like the first one. Or like he just couldn't nail it the way they wanted. And they're like, let's just make it the most uncomfortable take. And we got that in the first one. You know, like he
0: says, you gave me milk.
1: <laughs> Dude, he he pulls that shit out of his back pocket. And he was saying, he was trying to pull some BS of like, nah, nah, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I got it right here. He's ready to read that. If I
0: At never had ever seen this movie in my entire life, I don't think in any sort of eulogy you would ever hear a child of a mother say, You gave me milk.
1: And I think that kind of just goes that just goes to show that up until that point, I think Jack was objectively perfect.
0: And At we le- found a flaw. At
1: least in his eyes, right? So you see, like, Greg come and he starts shitting on Greg. And then Jack's, you know, he has this high standard of how things should be. And, like, you're in his house now. So now you're like, well, yeah, he's the model man, right? You see him do some shady stuff with, like, call, making some calls and doing, like, some parking lot exchanges. But you're all just kind of like, okay, something's going on. But then you see him hear him do that poem. you're like that was kind of weird it was awkward and greg ben stiller's character you know obviously clocks it and he was just like he's like is is this serious is this real and i think that was a nice little turning point because it was like all right now i kind of got something on jack you know now i got like
0: yeah this guy's kind of weird also i guess something that the one thing that really like made me feel weird about Ben Stiller's character was in that scene like he was doing a lot of mouth open chewing and like eating with his hands and that's something that I noticed where I was like okay All right, like they're kind of maybe trying to show that he's not well
1: equipped or he's like maybe he's doing hand shit because he needed a smoke he right? needed a smoke oh, probably he needed right? the
0: oral fixation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I like that I like that. And then how could we, of course, miss what I think is probably one of the biggest scenes in this movie, but the whole first big lie into my family. I grew up on a farm um, and we, we could milk anything with nipples. We used to milk the cats. It's
1: just such a hole dude. He just keeps digging. Just, Dude, his little
0: hand gestures to oh, man. the teats. And then you see Robert De Niro's, like, teats? What the fuck? What's this guy tell you about? It's just classic Ben Stiller, like, teats. You know? Yeah, just honestly, it might be the best quote of the movie, but I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> like, that, that one hits pretty well.
1: It's such a good, like calling him out on his bullshit i mean yeah. he literally says anything with nipples right. we would milk so it's like one can't milk me and two it's like i know you're just full of shit jack burns he calls him out right in front of everyone
0: jack burns big hater big burn by jack burns big burn by jack burns also jack burns probably has in this day and age www.misinformation.org.com.edu and he's psychoanalyzing everyone constantly
1: with misinformation. How could you not? I'm trying to cross them you know. Trying someone to cross who they're, someone they're who wires. goes on the
0: internet and is like, "By the way, the Celtics actually won the twenty twenty two NBA championship." Jack Burns is on that and goes, "You're wrong." Does it sting a little bit? I don't want to talk about it. Okay.
1: Speaking of good lines, though. Yeah, I feel like there's some pretty damn good like one-liners out of this movie. Yeah, there are. There are plenty of them. I liked when after the polygraph, he's just in the room, just just tapping his knee and chew, just yakking on some nicorette, just nicorette gum. And then wife comes in, basically asks him if he's okay, and he's just like, "No, I'm just going over some answers from the polygraph test your dad gave me." That got me. That, that that made me. That made me laugh. I thought that was hilarious. No, nah, I'm just going over some of the answers.
0: Yeah, I mean that's not normal. <laughs> and um, he told him to keep his snake in his cage all weekend. And First right night. before that, Ben Stiller said something that was really cringe. And um, they were up in the bed before he got sent down for the polygraph. Um, they were about to have premarital hanky panky. And he called his nether regions Mr. Winky.
1: Yeah. I had to write that down. I feel like they were going to roast him for that, but maybe that's in, like, the later movies or something.
0: Mr. Winky. She loved it. She loved every she's second of Mr. Winky.
1: He was, cause she's a teacher, dude. She's, a, like, a kindergarten preschool teacher. She loves kids, right? So there's got to be some little weird... She likes baby talk or something, you know. It's gotta be something like that. Like yeah, Mister Winky, Mister also Mister
0: Noodle. (laughs) Have you ever? Do you know who Mister Noodle is from Elmo? No. Elmo used to be like. It's time for Mister Noodle.
1: I watched Elmo as a kid. I think I just
0: purged all those memories. And then he would pull up the shade, and it'd be Mister Noodle dancing or doing something like
1: Mister Noodle. Sounds familiar. So that that's uh Greg's Mr. Winky.
0: Mm-hmm. He just pulls down his
1: fly. Mr. Winky. That's what Bam says. I got something for you. What? <laughs> All right, so Greg goes into the stoner brother's room, right? Goes through his drawers. Brother comes in. They start chit-chatting. It's awkward. There's a poster of little Kim on the wall. Dude, yes. And then, you know, Greg tries to relate to the youth. He says, ah, little Kim, she's fat. With a pH. Was that a thing? Dude, I was like, shit, I didn't know that was a thing back then. I knew that was kind of like a I didn't know that was weird like a two thousands maybe nineties thing. thing. But I like, knew I know with a pH. I know that's a thing now. Like big time now. Back then, no idea. I was kind of shook. I was like, shit. I'm like, God, huh, we still using that? Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh This is this movie's two thousand son. That's what I'm saying.
0: Biggie I, Smalls I was, is still alive. I so is little Kim. I don't actually, when did Biggie die? I don't know. When did Biggie Smalls die? Sorry, we're asking the producer. Biggie Smalls is still is not alive at this point. When when did <laughs> He died. March 6, 1997, dude. Come on. Everyone knows that. Before this movie came out. Yes. All right. Did you, Um. we kind of went over this. Uh I feel like telling your significant other about your parent being in the CIA is a need to know. They bring up the, oh, sorry, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. That's on a need to know basis. Yeah. You would think after dating somebody for ten, 10 months, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Like if you're gonna meet my father,
1: like yeah, he's a, he's a CIA operative. Like, let's. She she even says to the mom that like, "Hey, I think he's the one, right?" Mm-hmm. So if you feel that way, I feel like yeah, you gotta say that. Especially if you're about to introduce him, and especially if he's like an analyst, where it's like, "Hey, he's gonna psychoanalyze you." Just be straight with him. He'll like get to know you, and it'll be fine, right? Don't try to sweep this under the rug. There's no way. I think yeah. I think that's on Pam. I think that was a bullshit move. And also need to know like I get that from the dad's perspective cuz he likes the secret shit. Like he's into it. That's why he makes all these operation names for just menial tasks. You got to you got to recognize that. All right. My dad just likes to keep it secret because that's just who he is and what he likes to do. But no one cares or knows he's a retired analyst like who's gonna like there's no value in that some would say there's no secure you know homeland security importance to that Mm, there's no value in him being an absolute douchebag. so I think that's total BS the need to know thing and I think Pam should have recognized that and should have told that to Greg but then it would have made for a shitty story
0: once again, this whole family sucks.
1: I can't get over
0: how bad this family is. I don't think it is until Meet the Fockers that I
1: actually enjoy this family. I don't. I barely remember. I just remember the Fockers being so eccentric that it was annoying. And then you're almost on the Burns' side, right? Because you're like, God, these people are whack. Whack. I don't know.
0: I think Barbara
1: Streisand's in that movie. Yeah, that's the mom. And then yeah. um, Dustin Hoffman. hmm And see. then there's little Fockers.
0: This whole family sucks. The brother lets Greg fall for the weed pipe in his bag. He pulls the well, well Daddy, I don't know what this is. I don't know why this is in his coat pocket, but he he must have he must have been using it.
1: Called it like a statue or something, right?
0: I don't know what it was. It was a piece of fucking shit explanation, though, but goddamn. Dude, I'm sorry, but if I'm Greg, like, this whole experience is almost making me not want to be with your daughter. That's what I'm saying. I will literally break up with your daughter because this is. That's what I'm saying with the whole cool. red
1: flag thing. Like,
0: so many why, red flags.
1: Why do I want to be a part of this family?
0: This movie should just be called Red Flag. Meet the flags. They're all red. They're commies. They're all red and they have hammer and sickles on them. How about this? Newsflash, this ex-boyfriend you've been hearing about this whole time is actually the best man in the wedding. And your significant other is the maid of honor. Didn't even know about the guy. This movie should just be called Fuck the Burns.
1: Okay, and I feel like this is a major plot hole. Check this out. Greg, innocent bystander. Jack, Jack, CIA analyst, knows about missions, knows about briefing missions, right? Pam should know well about briefing missions. She should know that shit back in front. You can't have a mission unless you get briefed on it, right? I'm surprised she didn't brief Greg on anything. Not Jack, not Owen Wilson. You don't know about the ex-boyfriend that you were engaged to, Ex-fiance, dude. She's keeping secrets. I'm not liking that. She's I'm not being like, "Hey, you threw me into the fucking lion's den here." She's keeping secrets. She's the real, true colors. Red. S e
0: c r e t s. Secret, 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 secrets are no fun unless they're with everyone.
1: Pam. Pam sucks. I almost think Pam's worse than Jack.
0: Okay, I know. But um, Owen Wilson's character is kind of funny because he's just so douchey. I'm
1: a big Owen Wilson fan.
0: Yeah, how's your how's your portfolio doing?
1: I love how he thought he was... Like when he said he's in medical, he thought he was talking about stock. Medical stock, yeah. It's just like the assumption is hilarious. I also love the uh, 72 hours, which isn't too bad considering I carved it all out of one piece of wood.
0: Yeah, dude. You know what I wrote for that in my notes? Kevo big dog in it, Mister. I hand carved this wood. I honestly don't think that's cool. I personally, if someone came up to me and said I hand carved this entire uh, altar out of wood by hand, that's what hand Yeah, <laughs> you don't think that's cool? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I don't think I would react the way they would want me to. I think I would be like, dude, sick. Also. What a waste of time.
1: I feel like if you're making art, whatever that may be to you, I don't think that's a waste of time. I'm also a very crafty person. I like working on stuff, and I like putting a lot of time into things.
0: He wasn't doing this for him.
1: No, you're right. He was absolutely he was doing, doing it this for his...
0: Pam and the family.
1: Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, he's playing the long game. It, he's it's kind playing of the
0: long game. Another power move.
1: That's why I it's that's like, like a very tool movie. move. It is a tool move. No, I agree. What is this? Hold on. But still, he did it, and it was. A little like, I'm trying to get my... Wow. 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 We got a wow. Wow. Just. Wow. Wow. We
0: got one of those in those movie. I just wanted to be like, did dude. Did we... we get we got one a... in
1: the movie? Wow. When was yeah. it? Yeah.
0: It was when they walked into the wood shop and he was talking about he's like, wow, I don't fuck, wow, I can't think of it. I'm paraphrasing, but they walked in. They all say, wow, like seven wow, times. Wow, wow. I think it was when he tells they were talking. He was like big dog in it. And he's like, well, why? How'd you get into carpentry? And uh, he was like, well, Jesus Christ was one.
1: Who's whose footsteps who's who's, better to follow or something?
0: Yeah, and he's like you just see Robert De Niro doing the Robert De Niro like head yeah. shake, just like and then he's like, Yeah, well, Greg's Jewish <laughs> and you're just like Oh. Are we ever gonna watch a movie that isn't like Does- anti-Semitic? anti
1: Semitic? <laughs> Is that the theme for our... It's just an underlying theme. Like, when
0: he said that, I just wish we, we could have... Next, we're just...
1: watching Inglorious Bastards. Yeah,
0: literally. The When he said that, I wish we could just cut in Bateman being like, chill it with the anti-Semitic remarks. We can do that in post. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is brought to you by... Wow. Woodworks. <laughs> Come on down to... <laughs> wow woodworks and check out your clean cut hand chiseled wood sculptures and woodled idols and altars our pop-up shops hire every single one of your exes to ensure that every time you're here it makes your new significant other uncomfortable don't worry we do this in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit did you know jesus was a carpenter did you know jesus was a carpenter Yes. Okay. Well, at Woodworks, we make sure every one of your exes, I mean employees, are saved. We just feel that if you're going to follow in someone's footsteps, there's no one better to follow than Christ. Oh, you're Jewish? Well, don't worry. So was JC. You're in good hands. To get your Holy Trinity discount of 10% plus 10% plus 10%, use promo code. Wow. That's promo code. Wow. Today. Wow. I mean, I don't know
1: where they keep finding the sponsors for this podcast, but it's unreal. They, our producer, keeps just doing a bang up job of finding sponsors, and we appreciate it because without this, we wouldn't be able to make this show possible. No. Um, should we, uh, should we get the other sponsor out of the way, or should we uh, space it out?
0: Probably. I don't know, man. That's up to you. I mean, like, are they are they ringing on your line right now? Like, dude, if you don't get this in.
1: Yeah, they actually are ringing. And it's funny you say that because do you ever feel the need to get out of a situation?
0: Every single day of my
1: life. Most likely with your in-laws. Yes. Well, now you can with 1-800-GTFO. You just call 1-800-GTFO to schedule your escape plan. It's easy all you do is call 1-800-G-T-F-O, tell us what number to call, when to call it, and what you want us to say. Our trained voice actors will deliver a convincing commentary so you don't have to worry about your family becoming suspicious. We can even pretend it's a family emergency and boom, you are on a flight back home. Call one 800 G-T-F-O for a one-time payment of 19.99. Rescue is just a call away. 1-800-G-T-F-O.
0: You know, I've heard of them before.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. It Did was... you ever use them? Yeah. What, what was the context?
0: We don't ask questions.
1: We don't um, ask questions
0: on this show. So we got a wow from... Wow. 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 Owen Wilson says some really weird things in this movie. Uh, There's a quote I have here. He's he's talking to Greg about dating Pam, and he goes, She's a real tomcat. I honestly don't know what that means. (laughs) It made me quite uncomfortable. And then we go into the whole pool scene. Uh, He is forced into a Speedo, which, once again, I think aged poorly because I think a lot of um, at the moment, straight men wear that type of bathing suit. And um, shout out Ben Stiller because, like, I'm not gonna lie, he was all like scared about it. But I thought he had like a pretty fit body to like
1: rock. Oh that. yeah, you know what when I mean. He I came was out like, with wow, Speedo, dude. I was like, oh, dude, you're fine. God, dude. You know what? Yeah, it would have been funnier if you. Dude,
0: he you... came out in that speedo, and all I could think of is, wow. It's like, dude, what do you do? Pilates or P ninety X? You telling me you're not doing both?
1: <laughs> you know, just speechless. I just. <laughs> I was so unprepared for this that I'm pulling up a clip now that I wanted to pull up, and now I'm ready. Okay. But like, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh, you failed this podcast episode two. No, I know I did, but I, I yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and it's fine. I was kind of thinking we were going to do this tomorrow, so I thought at some point I would have some time to um, get my shit together. But, no, we out here. No, we're
0: rolling with this one. That's
1: it. Um, would you ever rock a Speedo just in any scenario? Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. kind of, like, F it. Yes, I would. Have I? Yes, I have. Really? Confidence is key, my friend.
1: Absol- no, absolutely. Confidence is key. But y- if you don't have that, then you're not rocking Speedo. And I have I have confidence, and it is key. Did it work for you?
0: <laughs> it, ex- it didn't. I actually got rejected uh, many a time. <laughs> it was back in the summer of 69. Did you have a little tan on you or nah? No, I think it, you need no to it's have great with tan the tan. Um, I was very white. No, yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I think
1: you need a tan.
0: In one sentence, what was your first impression of the movie?
1: Um, I would. My first impression was this movie's about to give me like cringe and anxiety. I, I'm not done. <laughs> what the fuck! Up? I'm not done.
0: Hey, you. Uh, in this the front. is my time. This is my time. Hey, you. Hey,
1: Jake. Hey. 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 Security, Take somebody, a walk. get this guy. Take a walk. He's heckling me. I feel that as the movie went on, like that was true, but I thought it was kind of commendable because it made me feel something. And I'm not. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm not doing well. <laughs> I'm thinking, well shit. <laughs> All right, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, okay. Hear me out. Okay, hold on. <laughs> it Hold in. on. Reel <laughs> it <is> Just <laughs> um, and I thought, well, maybe anxiety and cringe is like it's an easier emotion to penetrate. You know, like it's easier to make me anxious and cringy than it is to make me laugh. Or this is cry. true. No, this is true. And I I'm, think I'm not like taking away from the movie. I'm just saying that. God damn! like, you know when you watch a scary movie and you get scared? Yeah. That's a feeling. Mm-hmm. You watch a cringey movie and you cringe. I feel like it's easier to make you cringe. Dying inside. I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I
0: yeah, literally. You know what? You know what? laugh, bug.
1: Okay. <laughs> You know what? Um. You tried to milk him, didn't you, you sick son of a bitch? Oh, Jesus. Not Jinxie Cat. <laughs> Listen, Listen man, It goes
0: off at the end. So... You're hitting a spot with this on um, this whole awkwardness, cringe. It's easier to tap into that than it is to make one laugh. And we're, I mean, we have, I would say, a more than normal expansion of movies in our knowledge, right? So, like, there's nothing before, I feel like, before this movie comes out that you really feel taps into that awkward cringe and i could be wrong i'm just kind of going out on a whim on this but like yeah
1: no i i, I see I, what you're getting at and i feel like this is a whole new lane that that you know it's like the, a new genre of the time right like it yeah you after this you start getting the cringe movies and it's like, like cringe humor.
0: i think that this comes into this where like how i see it when i get this first impression is like is Ben Stiller the king of awkward comedy in the, like, mid-90s to, like, mid-2000s? Like, I feel like he goes on a, a 10-year run. Yeah. Where he's doing... This movie... He's in uh, Dodgeball. He's in um, Zoolander. He's in Heartbreak Kid at the end there in the 2007, I think, is or 2006. Like... He's kind of going through this era of, like, and and before, I mean, you have Along Came Polly and mm. something about Mary, which was before this. You know, he's, like, kind of tapping into this whole awkward,
1: funny, rom-com yeah. type thing. It's an interesting combo. Like, I don't recall or can think of a movie before that was like that. And I think. I think, I think this was like the I think kind there's of insect something, something about of it. Mary
0: was probably okay. before this and that was like one of the first ones that but I But it's
1: really... all kind of that general like time period of like hey, let's make people anxious and that's going to be funny. And it's like, yeah, kinda but like I don't like feeling anxious. You know. It's not a comfortable feeling. No. And being scared, but you can at least laugh afterwards. With this, it's kind of like, ah, God, it's just like, ugh. It's not a, it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth in a way.
0: I think having a keyboard in front of me and typing kind of took that away from me because I have that, like,
1: got to do something, got to right. go, 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 go type of vibe. So, like, I wasn't I feel really that. feeling that. I, I do understand what you're saying because as I'm watching these, I do, like, analyze them more than I normally would. Hmm. So I was thinking about what they were trying to do more so than actually feeling it. So I kind of agree where I didn't really get that feeling, but I remember feeling that <laughs> watching this when I was younger. You know?
0: What are your most memorable scenes from this movie? Just off the top of your head, what, what, what's going on in that brain there, Drew boy? I mean... Drew boy, what's going on in the brain of yours?
1: Okay, I want your opinion on this. Because one thing that stands out to me is the airport scenes. I'll give you my opinion.
0: Oh. There's, like, big, big post-9-11 vibes in this movie. Okay, that and also, I mean, pre-9-11. Like, right.
1: Big pre-9-11 but, vibes but, in this movie. Check this out. So, like, we're at, a, we're at the low point in the movie. They're seemingly splitting up, right, Greg and Pam. After all the shit they went through... Greg's leaving. He's gone, right? He's yes, sir. going to the airport. I feel like normally this would be kind of like a the low point in the movie. You'd play like a sad Randy Newman song. They'd be looking out the window in the rain, all this BS. Yeah, it'd
0: be like in Toy Story when Buzz jumps off yeah. and fucking realizes
1: you're a toy
0: and you can't fly. It's
1: heartbreaking. I think they did something cool here they took this opportunity to just throw in some like kind of slapstick type comedy to keep the movie rolling. Mm. They do the thing with the, um, uh, not the flight attendant, but like the gate. Oh, that whole attendant. Can I board? And there's no one there. And it's like, we haven't called your row yet. Mm -hmm. And then him, she comes back and she's like, you have to check that bag. Yeah. There's a whole thing. And like, There was some pretty funny moments in that, Hmm. and I I enjoyed that because it kept the movie rolling along through that lull, right? Yeah. But the comedy of those scenes kind of felt out of place. We didn't really get that sort of comedy in the rest of the movie. At least, just kind of when I watched it, that was my first impression No, you didn't get that
0: whole, like, running bit kind of gag. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, I guess, like, the only thing that I can think of that was kind of a running gag was, like, the cat. I don't know. I'm going to list off. What
1: about you? What was your?
0: I'm going to list off three here for you. Do it. Shoot. The pool volleyball scene. That scene pissed me off. Because for some reason when I was a kid, I always remember the bloody nose. Um, Losing Jinx. So when he goes out on (laughs) the roof to get Jinx and then finds the smokes. Yeah. And then lights the altar on fire. Yeah. And then fucking... Couldn't be worse. Big dog Kevin shows up and starts spraying people with poop before that. Because Greg flushed the toilet. That's one thing that I was like, okay, no one told him not to use this toilet. They
1: just said and don't he, flush it. Did they tell him beforehand? Yeah, early on they said don't flush it. But what I don't get is... Why wouldn't you tell him not to use it? Why Just wouldn't put you put it like, out of order in right, the whole in general? Put tape over it or something. A sign: Don't use. Because why would you ever use a toilet and not flush it? You sick fuck! What are we in the? What m- are you pissing on your
0: shit? Are you shitting on your piss? I thought the race home was funny too. The race home
1: to Jinx. The whole. I read a quick thing on that. Light to light. You want to hear it? Yeah. I thought that was really Story funny. Story time. Too. Story time with Dro. and Net. With Dro. Dro's
0: about. To read you a story you're about listen, you and a to listen and
1: go to bed. You're you about better out to pay, right? Isn't, it? Isn't that right? You yeah. got enough quid to pay for the tube home have after your the bedtime story. Have your biscuit, have your cup of tea, a little spot of tea, and you go to bed, right? Well, you got a couple crumpets. So fuck off then, oi. So I'm reading the IMDb trivia. They were going to have this whole elaborate chase scene. you seen Ronan. Great movie. You, we should watch it. One of like De Niro's kind of like famous ones. Anyway, kind of like spy-ish thing. He has a fantastic car chase scene in that movie. They were going to replicate it. Oh. In this movie. They started driving on location and the lights actually turned that fast. Oh, shit. Really? And they, like had, and they broke and everything. And then they're like, holy shit that's way funnier if their race home is just going like light to light. Yeah. And it just kind of one of those things that was like on the spot. They were like, Oh, that's, that's funnier. And like, let's do that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's
0: a great, that's a great little tidbit of information to be honest with you. It's a good, and I'm not going to lie. If I'm Greg Fokker, I literally hate every single person in that car. The sociopath in me is like,
1: I'm going to jump out of this car and let it drive fast. (laughs) I thought you were going to say crash it. take." Hey, what did we say earlier today, right? We're taking the ship down with us. Jesus, take the wheel. Did you know Jesus was a carpenter? Did you know Jesus was a carpenter? Yeah,
0: that altar burned. That altar burned. By the way, uh, quick, I'm going to throw this at you like a bag of bricks fallen from a 20-story building. Which performance in the cast stood out?
1: I don't think it was that hard of a hit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is De Niro. I don't think, honestly. I think anyone could have played Ben Stiller's role. Could have been Vince Vaughn. It could have been Owen Wilson. You know, it. I really don't think Ben Stiller added much to it. What did he add to it? I, <sighs> the only thing Owen Wilson added to it was this. Wow. And I don't care. Like uh, Owen Wilson's the type of guy that he can like not even have a line in the movie, and I'll still love that he was in it. I don't wow. think I know how to contain this. Wow. Stop it! Wow, wow, wow,
0: wow. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Wow. I
1: think did, I think it is clearly wow. De Niro. Everyone dude, my, else sucks.
0: Phone's actually broken. Hold on. Wow.
1: wow. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, yeah, no. I think that it showed De Niro maturing into his roles for the future, because he really just, like we said, he's going with heavy hitters. Like my man is fucking. Muhammad Ali fight night. Hit him with the left. Boom. Raging Taxi Bull. Taxi driver. Yeah. Hit him with the right. Boom. Raging Bull. Hit him with the left. Boom. Cape Fear. Yeah. Hit him with the right. Boom. Good fellas. We have fucking casino. Boom. You're like, whoa, this man is just This man is literally every single Migo. And then he's his, and then he's his dad. I think the only reason why they had to write in that he was a CIA operative is to just
1: kind of make the character interesting. Give him a little Robert De Niro salt bay sprinkle. I like that. Um, I think. I I don't know. I I can't help but think that they wrote this for De Niro. Yep. I just can't help but think that that mm-hmm. didn't happen.
0: Hmm. I, I I I think. I agree with you. I think someone came up with the idea that, like, hey, he's done amazing shit. My dad loves your shit, bro.
1: Everyone loves his shit. Like, that come on, movies. man. All right. Let's write something good for you. De Niro also did this cool thing. That's funny. Where you don't always see. Um, he did, like, some physical comedy stuff. I don't know if you really, like... I don't know if you really caught it but like he would like start blocking passcodes. Like when he would when he would like enter a passcode into like the house alarm, he would see like Fokker kind of looking at him and then he would like move his body Oh, in shit. front of the passcode, oh, I think so Parker like, wouldn't see it when he did the
0: code to the house. And he, right?
1: Yeah, he did, and I think he even did that on the phone. Like he would do that, like he's like blocking us so so no one can yeah, see. Yeah, when it. they and were it's at the dinner, so funny. When they're so
0: unnecessary. When they were at the dinner celebrating Greg finding Jinx when it was the fake Jinx, which honestly is like a thing where you're like, he obviously really cares about this, so that's why he did it. Like he just wants to make up for his bad doing. He just. Is having a tr- trouble. He's having a trouble time being a bit
1: honest. He's a trouble young lad on the street in it. Right? Would you just. Would you just quit it?
0: Yes. He's just having trouble being honest because he. He feels like honest is. His honesty is weak. And he is a weak little bitch. You know what? Every, Greg is a little bitch. Greg is a weak fuck. Greg is a
1: weak little fucker. All right, let's turn this, right? We've been kind of on Greg's side the whole time. Let's turn it to Pam's side. Greg's kind of being a little bitch this whole time. Not telling the truth. He's not holding up to your dad's standards. He's not holding his own ground. What do you think as Pam? Do you think, like, God, this guy kind of, like, I need more from him. Or do you think, like, ah, he's really struggling. I need to help him.
0: I'm saying if I'm Pam, first of all, Yeah, this guy was cool to date and fool around with for, like, three months. But he's a male Ten months in, though, man. I guarantee you, if this is a real-life scenario, the way that Pam was raised, she's not acting like that. She's acting different. This man probably hasn't gotten laid for, like, seven months. The first three months were, like, prime time. The next seven months, she's a different human being. And you know what? She probably just realizes like I'm wasting my time with this human.
1: As she gets older, she's only gonna turn more into Jack. That's what I'm saying. It's a waste. No
0: one is ever gonna be good for her. Um rate this movie from A to Z.
1: I'd give it an F. For what? Fucker.
0: Nice. You? Yeah, I have an F too. For? For Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, you're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. That's what I would fuck say you, to that whole family. Fuck you, dolphin. Yeah, that's what I'd say to that whole family if I was Greg. Who's the cool one? Probably the mom because she's just so Sweetheart, lost. Right? Yeah, she. Dude, I feel
1: like she's just. So she's probably a part of like MK
0: Ultra or something, dude. She's gone on a oh, space
1: cadet trip. The she whole still movie. hasn't come back. He's still feeding her. He's still just like just dosing her every day. I feel like the mom has just been part of this family for so long. She's just like she just surrendered to it, mm. you know.
0: Like a cheap trick, yeah.
1: All right, so at the end of the movie I realized something.
0: What did, what was it?
1: I got a couple clips I want to I want to play. <coughs> wow. 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 Was that the clip? Right, no. Oh. Wow. All right, so they come home The fake Mr. Jinx has, like, torn up the shit, right? Mm.
0: Um, Oh, my God, not that
1: dress. And then, like, Greg kind of starts defending himself. He finally stands up for himself, right? Mm -hmm. And then he says this.
0: Don't you see what's happening here? Your dad has totally turned you against me. I
1: didn't turn her against you, Greg. You did that to yourself.
0: Somebody call the gaslighting
1: company because that, my friends, is a gaslighter. Pretty powerful line. However, I will say, a, a few short years later, this line was said. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Coincidence? Nah, man.
0: No, because George Lucas is a fucking terrible writer, and he definitely he stole, stole from Meet the
1: <laughs> Did you really just catch this? Yeah, when Dude, I was watching it, no. I like I heard him say that, and oh I was my like,
0: "God, we just exposed George Lucas." Isn't that
1: wild? Have you? I mean, like, isn't that wild? I'm for a loss I, of words. I like heard the line. I was like, "Oh, that sounded so much like Revenge of the Sith." So then I wrote down the line said in Foc- in Parents," and then I uh, looked up the Revenge of the Sith line, and it was like very similar. It wasn't like I misremembered it. It was very similar, and I was like, "That is gold." And I'm like, "Yeah, that line came from Meet the Parents." Okay, real quick, can we
0: both? We're gonna. We're gonna <clears throat> greatest all time.
1: Lightsaber battle. Ooh. Um, I I think it's gotta be uh Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, I just don't really see mm-hmm. there being like a better one as far as like skill with the lightsaber, length of the fight, meaning of the fight.
0: They both and knew, just like badassery. They it. both like everything was so cool. All their moves too.
1: Like yeah. they were they were they were they, doing the same shit. Yeah. That was like You're a, like was, fighting yourself yeah, 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 in a way.
0: Yeah. I would say the same thing. I yeah. just want to bring that up. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You uh we don't we don't have to talk about it. Have you this ever now, seen Morbius? We don't have to talk I about I think my this. favorite part about that movie is when he's like Did you about, watch it? When he's about to get in like into that final third act big fight and he just breaks the fourth wall and looks at the audience and goes, it's Morbin time.
1: That's not true. You didn't watch it, did you? Have you seen it? Morbius? Yes. After our rant in the first episode? Yes, have absolutely you seen not. It?
0: No, did you actually watch it and did that actually happen? Okay, so why are you questioning me? Because this actually happens. Marvel was like, Pull it up. Marvel was like, Pull it up. Hold on. Deadpool, we don't own the rights yet. So Morbius is going to turn to the audience and go, It's Morbin time. I hope it's true. Because Whether it's real weird. or it's a fabricated thing for
1: this I show. S- well, also, the cool thing about that is it just goes to show how shitty Morbius is because I don't know if that's true or not. And I believe it if it, either way, I could see it happening. Two fictional awards this movie That's would it. win. Um oh I got that. Worst wedding dress in film history. Yeah, fuck up. Bitch Good. was wearing like a cardigan. Oh, bitch. It was bad. I like they didn't bitch! Even, they didn't put any effort into it at all. And it wasn't like, oh it's cutesy, like kinda of the casual. It's like, nah, I'm not no, no, a fan. No, 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 that was bad. If my wife walked down the aisle like that, I'd be like, so I think, all think
0: right. Nanny McPhee's face looked better than that dress.
1: And then my second award was Best Comedy Debut by a Serious Actor.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. What about you? Uh, there is almost no redeemable qualities about this family of reward. She better be Gibb, dude. There there has got to be something. I don't know what that means, but I hope so. Good in bed. Did you know Dua Lipa made a song about her? Pam? Well, no, there's a song by Dua Lipa called Good in Bed. This is it about Pam? Maybe. We'll never know. Doble Leaper. You want to sing it? Sing it. I'd like to do more than do a feature. If my girlfriend heard that, she'd be like, oh, my God,
1: it's Jack Harlow. Sweet. 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 All right. What's your... Sweet
0: uh, segment into the next award that I made. Early 2000s comedy that probably aged too poorly but still makes me
1: laugh. I like that. I, I agree. Like I wasn't like lolling super hard, but I was still getting like a chuckle throughout. And I'm like, the t- some of it the, was the tits like,
0: one is funny. The, yeah,
1: could you milk me, Greg? There is some funny shit for sure.
0: Also, at the end when he's looking at the uh, camera footage of Ben Stiller, and he's like, but could you handle this? And it just goes into the that's it, that one gets me.
1: Yeah, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's a that's a fun way to end the movie mm mm-hmm. um, Very also 2000s. Though. All right, drinking game. What's your rule?
0: If we're gonna be self-aware and honest on this podcast, did you get through this drinking game while we were at the bar? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Um, mine is, and honestly, I didn't feel like I did a good one. So I, I felt I really like I was don't either. I leaning don't on you for Com- a little confident. bit of
1: help comfortable Conf- I don't feel confident about my answers but just just send them just send them. what did just, we
0: talk about earlier with the speedos man confidence is key mm-hmm. rule one take a sip when they make a male nurse joke that's yeah I didn't have that surprisingly second one is when Greg smokes or chews Nicorette gum so any sort yeah. of nicotine thing you got to take a sip because okay we're all pouring one out for my homie he's going through an addiction right yeah of course um rule three when the cat is on screen or it gets introduced to the screen. Okay. So jinxy cat or the um, fraud cat. Yeah. Painted tail. Rule four, every time Greg lies. And I feel like this is Ooh. a tough one because you don't know. If you're gullible, you kind of don't know.
1: That's kind of fun. But, but it's a good conversation. And yeah. then it also points out every time that he lies. And you're like, God, this guy's an this ass. Fuck, dude. Just like digging it deeper. And
0: um, when Owen Wilson says, Wow. Yeah, you're going to finish your drink. Are you just stunned by the re- the reception of that?
1: Wow. 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 That, I didn't even notice it, mm-hmm. which is a bummer because I like feel like I uh, would have totally clocked it. So that one could be easy to miss, though. I feel like that's a bonus. Can you do that? Can you do a bonus drink? Wow. Like a, a bonus. bonus if, you
0: get, if you find out where Owen Wilson says, wow, in this movie...
1: It's a bonus shot. We'll we'll give you free merch. And all you got to do is DM us or email us at moviefeeders at gmail.com or at moviefeeders. We have it. Dude, we
0: have have it all. We have TikTok. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have the domain. It's really up to us. So that's why I'm putting it on the record. Like, are we the real deal? Or are we just... Some silly little boy band trying to be found. No, we're we're the shit, dude. Boom.
1: Ready Thank for my you. Rules?
0: You're cool. I'm awesome. That's the show.
1: Your rules. I rule. No, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Every time Ben Stiller needs a Nick fix. So we have yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah same yeah, as you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Every time De Niro baby talks the cat. I like that better. When Ben Stiller answers, "quote unquote," incorrectly, which is kind of like the lying thing. So, so I like. Doing, are we sipping
0: quick on that? No, nah, I like
1: your lying one. Yeah. So we'll keep it. Keep for the that. lie every time Greg yeah. lies. Uh, take a sip when the luggage is mentioned. Yeah, dude. Because it's mentioned quite a bit.
0: Do you like that better than the male nurse
1: joke? No. Okay. I but I think my finish the drink might be better i like it because we're making the wow, wow. uh shot yeah, yeah yeah my finish the drink is when he finally gets his luggage
0: oh it's kind of like a nice relief. i mean you're th- you're like okay and then they open it and like it's gonna be funny when these people think for the first right. time if they don't <laughs> listen to this they get that and they finish a drink, and it's like, just kidding, five minutes later, you're actually going to get your luggage, and you still have to finish a drink, so... JK. I
1: like
0: that. I like that. All In right, give door. us the
1: rules, and let's get we out of here. To get
0: out of here, yeah. Rule one, when they make a male nurse joke, you're going to have to sip a beer. Sip. Or a drink, or anything. Rule two, sip every time Greg smokes or chews nicotine, any sort of nicotine fixation. Rule three... Sip when De Niro baby talks dat cat. Rule four: Every time Greg lies, everybody, 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 shut your bitch ass up and drink every time Greg lies, yeah, bitch. Every time he
1: lies. Pimbs. And
0: rule five: When Ben Stiller finally gets his luggage. Chug your beer. That's a drink finished.
1: It only took an hour fitty.
0: An hour fitty of our time, but you know what? Like thirty-four minutes of it was bad a cold open.
1: Yeah. We know what we're doing next, should we say it? Yeah, fuck it. Do you want to make the announcement? On three. One, two, three. Independence, Independence day. Oh, uh, we're doing that because uh it's gonna be close to Because my Independence Day. And No. We're, we're doing it because my fucking
0: shower curtain. Oh, Jeff. Has Jeff Goldblum we'll on We'll talk it. about Jeff and his importance. That next podcast on actually might Day. be two hours long because my shower curtain is Jeff Goldblum.
1: I don't want to tell this story too much more than Tub Game.
0: Tub, 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 tub. I'll Tubbing it up. Tub, tub, tub. Dub dub, By the, the way, tub. this is where our outro's gonna go, and it's gonna sound so cool, yo, and you guys are yeah. gonna like it. Outro time now.